Soulful Souls, Courtney here. This podcast is intended to share our journeys navigating neurodivergence and spirituality to inspire you on your journey. There is no intention here of giving medical or health advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified professional. uprooting trauma to plant new seeds i'm here with my girl courtney what up what up what up (laughs) (laughs) um so today's episode we are going to be talking about the power of paradox and how that shows up in adhd spirituality and just life and existence in general so let's get started and pull some cards So we were thinking today um, we're going to pull a tarot card as per usual, and then we're also going to pull a card from my universe has your back affirmation deck. Um, It's just some good affirmations around love and faith and surrendering to the universe from Gabby Bernstein. So she's one of my favorites. Um, But first we're going to start with our tarot. Spirit, just let us know what we need, how to guide our conversation today. Oh, I like this card. It's the star, but it's in reverse. So that's something to take into consideration. But just to describe the imagery, it's important that this person is has one foot in the water and one foot in the ground because that usually indicates balance of, you know, emotions, water, flow, and grounded with the earth. Um, we'll have to look up the exact meaning, but that's of what i see she, so far is she pouring into the water and into the ground at the yes. same time yes. okay and it looks like it's all flowing back into the water That's um, so, so yeah i'll look that one up in a second but let me grab the other affirmation card okay these this one just came out a few popped out but i'm feeling called to this one I witness the darkness and call on the light with my prayer. Thank you, universe, for guiding me to perceive this fear through the eyes of the teacher of love. Ooh. uh, That's a great paradox card. Yeah, I feel like that's very fitting. (laughs) Yeah, it's like sifting fear into love. Yeah. Yeah, which takes a lot of sitting in paradox. Yeah. Let me just find the star meaning really quick. And it was reversed, so we want to take that into consideration. Upright, it's hope, inspiration, positivity, faith, renewal, healing. Reversed, it's hopelessness, despair, negativity, lack of faith. Mm. So I think that's a good representation of paradox. I think we're kind of being asked to really sit with that today because yeah, I I am just getting the sense of you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Everything is a spectrum and you need to equally pour into the dark as much as you pour into the light. And if you suppress certain things, that is just going to keep coming up because you're still putting energy into it. So really being mindful of your intentions when you're in a lower state or a lower vibration and being mindful of that 
so that you can fully regenerate back into a higher state. So yeah, as you say that, it's giving me shadow work. Yes. You know, the yes. shadow work is so valuable. Yes. And the more we try to avoid it, the more it just pops up in our lives. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is like the biggest fear is that if you go into your shadow, you're going to get lost in there mm -hmm. and there's not going to be a way for you to get out. And so it's easier to just be like, oh, I'm positive all the time or like, you know, this toxic positivity almost in a way of like, everything's okay. If I just say everything's okay, everything will be okay. But it's like, you could be saying that, but subconsciously you are setting the intention that everything is not okay. And I think that's different than like creating affirmations to switch the way that you think right. and invalidating an emotion or an experience and thinking that having fear or sadness or anger, that those motions, that because they're not labeled as positive, that they don't deserve the same attention and love, mm -hmm. that joy and fun and like excitement, like it's understanding that you need to show just as much love and presence to that those dark shadows um, so that you can learn to work with them and learn to understand them and learn to heal them. And that's the biggest way you're going to step forward and really be able to go to that light. And it's not going to happen just one time. Like you're going to kind of keep, it's a cycle. You're just going to keep like going deeper level deeper level and but each time you go a little deeper in the shadow work it just expands the next the, the light like it just expands the work that's going to come after it expands the joy it expands the manifestation like all of that energy just grows and expands so you got to have that mixture of both you can't have expansion without contraction yes I love that and your subconscious mind is running the show, whether mm -hmm. you want to admit it or not. So the more mm -hmm. we avoid our subconscious and the shadows and the negative aspects of our lives and our personalities, the more we have no control mm -hmm. over the way that it's dictating our choices and our lifestyle. Yeah. So it's all about bringing, shadow work is bringing your subconscious to light and bringing it more into your consciousness so that you can have more of a say in what your day-to-day yeah. -day actions and behaviors look like yeah definitely in the right spot having this conversation today because even just in our talk five minutes ago before we started we always have a little debriefing together to make sure we're checking in before we start recording and we were talking about I kind of had a rough weekend emotionally and Ariana reminded me you're, you're dipping back into the low vibrational state so that you can learn from it. Cause I was using the phrase regressing. I feel like I regressed this weekend and she was reminding me that you're, you're touching base with that stuff so that you can learn from it in a new way. And the more that you learn from it, the more you can expand, as you said, into mm -hmm. those higher vibrations, love, joy, and yeah. that is a, a truth of paradox in a, in a spiritual journey is that you're not mm -hmm. always going to be in those high vibes. It's unrealistic to expect yourself to stay in that and maintain it 24-7, you know? Yeah, yeah. We fluctuate. We 
our range of emotions and like we that's how you flow like you allow things to come in and easily as much as they come in you have to also let them to flow out instead of holding on to them that's when we get stuck and that's when we start to spiral is when we just start trying to label an emotion or deep dive into an emotion and like fully understand it like I need a reasoning why do I feel this way why is this happening and the more we try to create that why sometimes we are hyper fixating and focusing um, on energy that might not have an answer and it might just be flowing into us and we just have to be like okay this is happening let me let it go and let it out and in some way um, and just kind of show kindness and compassion for yourself and not beat yourself up because I think that it's easy to be like like you said oh I'm regressing have I really been doing the work like that's when the doubt and things can start to creep in and it's like yes you have been doing the work and it's not a regression it's a it's a check-in with yourself it's a check-in to see what work still needs to be done and you know, you can be healing for years and a deeper level can trigger or awaken something in you that it's like, hey, I need attention on this again. Or, hey, I just feel like I haven't been getting the love that I need. And so I'm just popping in to let you know that I need more love in this area. I need more compassion and gratitude in this area. And I would like you to pay attention to me right now. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with like inner child work. They pop up those triggers. They're like, hey, I need some attention. I I'm throwing a tantrum right now. Why? Because I would like some attention uh-huh. and I need you to pay attention to me. And so that's just that reparenting yeah. and a- allowing you to have both. Everything is a spectrum, you know? Yeah. And allowing yourself to flow through different states to regulate. Like what you said, it, it's reminding me of kind of this process I went through the last couple of days where I was trying to figure out why. The first day that I noticed this feeling, why, what triggered me? What is this coming from? How can I get through it now? Mm -hmm. And that was the day where I was like aggressively cleaning the kitchen and went and had a huge impulsive like spending moment. And I had to kind of get that out of my system until Mm -hmm. yesterday where I felt a little bit more of the lowness rather than the like anxiety of trying to fix it. I woke up feeling low, allowed it to be and flowed through movement with yoga journaling pulling my cards and then the why started to make sense Mm -hmm. of okay I think this is the moment that is triggering a lower vibrational state this is the moment of fear that I need Mm -hmm. to work through so allowing both processes to be okay yeah I think that's the biggest thing you have to do what is needed And you just have to listen. Like that's the biggest thing about listening to yourself and listening to your intuition and trusting yourself. And, you know, it's coming up for a reason. And also trusting that you've been doing the work that you know how to regulate yourself and you know how to, like you said, you were like, I needed, I needed to aggressively clean and then I needed to spend and and then I needed to flow and then I needed some yoga and, and then I need to pull my cards. Knowing that you have tools to fall back on in those moments because you've been doing the work. That is, that's telling that I'm going to regulate myself in this way. I'm not going to resu- revert back to self-sabotage or like some things that you might've done in the past to cope. I'm not going to keep it in. You really allowed yourself to experience it even if you couldn't figure out why it was happening you still were like 
I'm going to, this is what my body is calling for right now. This is what I'm getting a sense of. And so I'm going to do those things for myself. And you were still showing compassion for yourself and still showing yourself love and care. Like these are the things that make me feel more grounded. So I'm going to do them to help me regulate. Yeah. And you're exactly right. Because as I was cleaning, I was having this feeling that like, I, this, I know this is so intense, but I know it's like what I need to do right now. I'm not really sure Mm -hmm. why, but I know it feels good. And I know that this helps me get to a state of release. Yeah. And then with the impulsive spend, it was like, as I was doing it, there was awareness around, okay, this is, this is going to give me a hit of dopamine today. It's not a pattern I want to sustain, which is an issue I've had in the past. Very ADHD, right? (laughs) And automatically having this awareness of, okay, next couple months, I need to budget around this. I need to kind of make sure I don't maintain this pattern, but yes, you're absolutely right. Noticing what feels good in the moment, which is reminding me of some of the ADHD stuff that we've talked about before being in flow with your intuition and the way that it wants you to cope and how that might look a little bit different with ADHD. Cause I think for me, there was like that first day was hyperactivity, right? Yeah. And yeah. kind of getting, scratching that itch, getting yeah. that stuff out of my system. And then yesterday was more of the, more of that low, I don't really have much capacity for things today. And I need other things. And I think paradox is a big word when we talk about ADHD. And I know that that's something you and I have reflected on before. So what are your experiences of paradox with ADHD? Um, I, I feel like I was having this conversation with my mom the other day, actually, (laughs) um, because I, I get, I, okay. (laughs) So in order to have a, to be more grounded, I need a very clean and organized space and I need it to look a certain way and I need things to be a certain way. It helps ground me. But at the same time, I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed when a space is not like that. But then I get overwhelmed by the idea of organizing because I have a, you know, a processing <laughs> issue, like I have a function issue. Like that's the thing is that execution is really hard. So it's like, I get overwhelmed because it's not organized, but then I get overwhelmed by having to organize and do the things that are going to make me feel grounded. Even though I know it's helpful, I'm getting overwhelmed by the thought of it. I don't know where to start. And I create a panic with myself because I'm like, where do I start? Like, I'm just overwhelmed and it's just like sensory overload. I don't know what to do. And so, um, you know, also just understanding, like, why do I feel so overwhelmed to get started? Like, why am I putting this off? Why am I avoiding this? And then like, remembering like, okay, no, I, I have a functioning, like, (laughs) I have a functioning issue. That's the thing about ADHD um, is taking the action piece. So just showing compassion in that sense of like, it doesn't have to be perfect right away. I just need to start doing it. And I just need to allow the hype hyperactivity and the energy to flow and start to take charge and make a decision and be decisive Mm -hmm. because I think with ADHD sometimes it can be easy to be indecisive and that's when you can start to spiral or just have like those moments where you're just in paralysis I just think the paradox of wanting to get things done and then having that executive function issue and 
showing compassion for it because sometimes I do notice I get upset with myself. I get upset because I want to do things or I want to execute something and I get upset that I can't. And I'm just like, why do I, why can't I? And I just like, you know, it can be easy to beat yourself up and just showing compassion. And, and that's what my mom said to me the other day. I was like, I'm just so frustrated. And why can't I get this organi- organizing done? And she was like, well, you have an executive functioning issue, remember? Like, that's the why, like, <laughs> that's the why. And just showing compassion for that why, I think is a big thing with ADHD. Being able to take a step back when you start to get frustrated with yourself and just remember this is something that I have. This is something I have an issue with and why it's important for me to just start doing it so that I don't spiral in a state of just like, oh my God, woe is me, you know, like, and like fall into that paralysis where you're just like, in your head thinking, I need to get this done. I need to do this. I need to do this, but I can't do it. I'm literally frozen right now. And then, and that's like the biggest thing with ADHD, it could be like an email, something super simple. And it's like, I don't have the mental capacity right now to respond to this. So I'm just going to keep putting it off. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you, because you think it's going to take more effort than it actually is. And then once you do it, you're like, wow, that was so easy. I feel so much better. (laughs) Like, and it's like, why, why, why do I allow myself to get to that point? Um, I just think that's, that's the paradox of it all. Like, yeah. And the more we hold space for the why, the more we hold space for the, that paradox to be okay. We end up freeing ourselves up to take the action, the small actions that eventually lead to, yeah, you know, getting yeah. the thing done. My latest example of that it was so silly and it literally took me two seconds was, uh, propagating one of my plants. Um, my son had broken off a little leaf on my snake plant. And whenever that happens, I try to propagate it into a new plant. And when you do that, you have to dry it. You have to let the roots dry out for a couple of days before you put it in water. I literally left that leaf sitting out for like two weeks And all I had to do was put it in a glass of water. And I kept looking at it every day while I made my coffee, watching it get drier and drier (laughs) until one day, I think it was just a couple days ago. I was like, let me just do this real quick. Literally two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why do I get in my head thinking it's going to be longer or harder work than it actually is? Like, where is that coming from? Why does that trip me up? And I think it's just realizing that, um, with ADHD things can take longer for you to do and the simplest task in your mind you're used to things taking longer so even the simplest task feels like it's going to take longer even if it's not and it's just like that distortion of of execution (laughs) (laughs) the distortion of execution there's no other way to put it and I like to also I don't know about you, but um, I have, I call it productive procrastination. So it's when I have things that I need to get done, but I choose to clean or do other things that I need to do instead. And it's like, I'm being productive. Yes, but I'm procrastinating on the things that I actually need to get done efficiently and soon. Um, So it's just like that little... (laughs) 
it reminds me of a powerful question that my therapist always used to ask me of what is the most needful thing is the most needful thing propagating your plant or is the most needful thing taking some time to stretch or cleaning your space and if the most needful thing isn't that one task that you've had on your mind for a week that's okay Because your body is, your brain is needing something else and it's okay to trust the most needful thing for you in the moment. And then it's just, you know, practice acceptance when the plant dies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That big acceptance. You're clearing the fog until you get to that point where you have the energy and the brain capacity and the executive functioning for that email or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, like we were saying before, is even if you're procrastinating or you're putting something off and you're like, this is not what I need to be doing right now. It's not beating yourself up about it because then I think that's when you get back into that. You can get into that spiral of like, why did I do that? Blah, blah, blah. And like beat yourself up about it. So just showing compassion and being like, this is what I need right now. It is what it is. It might not be what needs to be done, but Mm-hmm. I am doing this for myself and I know myself will appreciate it later. So yeah. yeah. And it's reminding me of something that I've tried to interweave into my executive functioning brain or my d- executive dysfunctioning brain, I guess is, a better <laughs> word, is asking myself like, what's the most needful thing now? Or do I need to think needful for long-term? Because when it comes to work stuff, there are times where I am putting off that email or I am putting off my notes. But if I'm thinking in the long term, if I put off my notes, I don't get paid. So even if my most needful thing is yoga, I also need to acknowledge my most needful long term is notes. So can I find a balance of doing yoga for 10 minutes instead of an hour and then putting the rest of that 50 minutes to my notes because that's what's going to benefit me in the long term and I think that's hard with ADHD because we're always you're kind of craving that satisfaction in the moment right yeah yeah that dopamine be okay yes 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 letting both be okay yeah that dopamine craving is real those quick hits of just like but I think that is helpful um being a little bit more rigid with yourself in the way of I'm going to give myself 10 minutes okay I need to really maximize this 10 minutes of yoga like really be Mm. present with myself and really maximize and um it's like a smaller task too it's like oh I completed that small task I feel like that gives you a little boost of dopamine too like that check box I think that's very helpful with ADHD need like a sticker board or like (laughs) give yourself a treat you know yeah, breaking it down into small chunks and that visual satisfaction of putting the sticker on the board or checking the box, you know, all of these yeah, things are exactly. super helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked something you said the other day too when you were defining paradox. Do you remember what you said? Could you say that again yeah. really quick? So whenever I think of paradox, I learned this from Brene Brown, who of course is one of my idols. Um she talks about how the more you can straddle the paradox of two conflicting things that feel true, the more mm-hmm. you are able to create something new. 
So letting two opposing things stand true with the same value holds enough space to create something new out of those two things, which is kind of what you were just saying, right? It's like I'm overwhelmed by the cleaning, but I also know I need to get it done to feel better in my space. So the more I can sit with that, the more I can maybe create a little bit of space to take the first step, clean the sink or whatever, right? And I think that can be true in a spiritual journey as well, that I can let it be true that I've been doing the work and that I had a rough weekend and I was triggered by something. And the more I can let both of those things be true, the more I can move into a space of coping and learning from the trigger and getting returning to those higher vibes in a newer way because I did the lower work. So the power of paradox being this idea that the more you can hold space for two conflicting things, the more space that opens up to create something new. Yes. Which just like, it makes me think of like a Venn diagram. (laughs) Exactly. Like that's exactly where my mind goes is Venn diagram. And it's like, having this, having that, and finding the middle, and not everything, it's not black and white, it's gray, like, there's always this medium in between, there's something in between the two opposing or conflicting ideas or thoughts or strategies or whatever it is, there's always something in the middle and a place to meet in the middle. Yeah, it's reminding me of like one of the foundational theories that I started working with as a therapist called dialectical behavior therapy. And the word dialectical means that we are letting two things be true. Two conflicting things can be true. And it comes like, you could think about your emotions, right? And the fact that nothing went wrong today, but here I am feeling this thing and I have to let both of those be true. And in that theory one of my favorite things that I do with clients is a Venn diagram of your logic mind versus your emotion mind and we can find something in the middle that lets both be true and that helps you move forward and that's your wise mind in the middle and that's something I have to remind myself of often as I typically do I'm saying things to clients and I'm like shit I, I should go do that (laughs) <laughs> honestly go right down my wise mind Venn diagram <laughs> yes yes exactly because that just makes me think of like the balance of ego and your intuition and your higher self like yeah, you know like the yeah. you need the balance of both you need the logic and you need the intuition you need them to coexist together for you and you pull from them at the same time at different times And same with like your mask, femme energy, with having that balance within ourselves and being able to pull from each and knowing maybe when one is going to lead a little bit more than the other, but being able to use them as resources and pull from them at the same time, I think is really helpful um, in just mindfulness and balance. And yeah. Those are great spiritual examples of paradox, the balance of masculine and feminine energy as well as the balance of spirit and ego. I think a lot of things that I hear in the spiritual world are like ego death and all of this stuff. And while that does have its place, I think we also have to let it be okay that we have ego moments because we are human 
and this is the life that we chose you know our spirit came decided to come and have this human experience and have this archetype of an ego for a reason and while we don't want that to be where we live all the time yeah I don't think it needs to be something that we have to completely kill you know how I feel about the word death it like (laughs) it's just like I I I just I know I know (laughs) it's so aggressive to me it just feels I I don't even know how to explain it because it just is I think it's so aggressive to me the and the idea of like killing a part of myself Mm -hmm. doesn't sit well with me I'm like why do I have to kill a part of myself why can't that part just because it doesn't have a major role anymore maybe you can just retire and like live its life out somewhere else but like I don't want to kill it off like I want you know what if I something comes up and like I still need an advisor in some way I don't want to fully kill it off I think that you can take away it's you can just make it a little bit smaller but I don't think it needs to die completely yeah it reminds me of something you've said when you guide yourself through meditations that your ego is just small and on your shoulder you know yes. like you are still yes. running the show but your ego has a purpose it's yeah it's, it's protecting you and yeah. again we don't always want to live in the energy of protection but there yeah. is times where that's needed and valuable yeah. 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 And that's why I keep it little on my shoulder. And it's like, okay, you're here. You get to come along the ride and you're not in charge, but you get to still be here and experience it. And I think that also keeping it there and letting it know, like you have a voice, your voice is just smaller, but also if you witness me leading, that's only going to increase my ego's trust within me. Mm. And then it won't need to step in as much to protect me because it's like, okay, I trust you to handle this and I don't need to be as big anymore. And like, I can kind of chill and be an advisor when you need me, but I watching you, I'm learning to trust that I can trust you to protect yourself. And when you really need me to step in, I will, I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm going to let you take the, you, you drive the bus basically. Yeah. I love that. And it's reminding me of this, what we always refer to this like brick by brick process of like, you have to be willing to trust your intuitive self and be willing to let that version of you drive. Yeah. To to create that trust with your ego. And it's a step by step process of these different things building off of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were talking about with shadow work. That's why it's so important because the more you're neglecting the shadow, the stronger and bigger your ego grows Yeah, because, because it has to protect your shadow. Exactly. Like the bigger your shadow gets, you're the bigger your ego gets. Cause it's like, I need to be the wall in between the shadow world that is fragile and the rest of the world. Like I need to be as strong as possible. So the shadows don't get triggered. They don't get hurt. I have to be bigger And that just is feeding your ego to grow and grow and grow. And yeah, the more shadow work that you do, it's just like, okay, my ego can take a break. Because do you ever think about your ego getting fatigue? (laughs) Like, do you think that your ego can get some fatigue? Like, it's probably exhausting having to protect you all the time. And I feel like that goes back to like just being in a state of fight or flight. Your ego can get burnt out just the way you physically get burnt out. Which is probably what leads to more of like 
a mental breakdown, quote unquote, you yeah. know, like when you experience yeah. these moments of just like shattering and kind of exposing yourself yeah. more than you maybe want to because yeah. your ego is exhausted. And I just think of burnout too. And I think that that is when you can lead you into a great spiritual awakening is getting to that breaking point of all of my walls are down. I don't have the energy or strength to keep this up. I don't have the energy or strength to keep portraying a mask or like, I just can't do it anymore. I'm burnt out from trying to put all of my energy into something that doesn't serve me and is something that's not authentically me. And when you're not pouring into your own cup, then it's just, it's going to dry up basically. And when you're in a grounded state, you're pulling from your higher self, you're pulling from source, you're grounded. That energy is endless. (laughs) And when you're pulling from energy, so that's why you're able to keep going because that energy is endless. But if you're just in a state of ego, that has a capacity and can only run for so long. And at a certain point, it will break. Yeah. So many things are going through my mind. So first, before I forget, the visual that came up when you were talking about the shadow becoming so big that the ego has to step in, mm-hmm. the visual was the, the scene from Soul where they're like in the lost lands and the soul has this huge shadow encroaching upon itself and the shadow is like, I'm not worthy, X, Y, Z. And it's all of these things that it's repeating to itself. Um, yeah. So that just popped up. And I think that visual is also in that new movie, new movie, Nimona, which I need you to watch so we can fixate on it. A couple of my clients have been talking about it. So of course I have to watch it. And then the other thing that was popping up was um, the scale of vibrations, like vibrational awareness and how there's this shift that happens between pride and I'm looking at it on my wall over here. There's there's this shift that happens between like pride and boredom, where if Mm -hmm. we're stuck in pride, ego, right? Mm -hmm. It has a downward force that pulls us down into anger, guilt, fear, shame. Those are all lower Mm -hmm. vibrations, anxiety. I I guess that would Mm -hmm. be fear. And then when you're in boredom, you have power to move up into joy love expansion confidence right and that is that endless source that you were referring to that has an upward spiral where it's much more sustainable because it's it doesn't have this downward ego dragging force Mm. um which relates to what we were saying earlier about it's sometimes you get dipped back into the lower vibrations because you need to learn from it there's something yeah. more that needs to be released in yeah. order for you to continue to grow in the love, peace, joy yeah. vibrations, which is also so, where the money vibration lives, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So boredom is kind of like the in-between. That's like very, yeah. boredom is like, that's your neutral. That's where you're staying on the and center of your Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, that power of shift. It's so interesting that boredom is the word because when I think of boredom, well, going back to what you were saying about ADHD, I mean, it is called spiritually divergent. That's the name of the podcast for a reason. 
Um, but boredom, I think, with ADHD can go different ways. In school, if I am not being challenged enough, I get bored. And if I'm bored, I don't perform as well because yeah. why I'm bored. And when things are easy for me, I do I do worse. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't have the drive because I'm bored. And I think that I think that's also just a paradox in itself. Like you think when something was easy, it would be easy. But because it's easy, it's like I get no dopamine off of that. It's too easy. So it's boring. Right. <laughs> like what? And then also like the boredom side of I'm bored, I want to sit and do nothing and like sit in boredom and doom scroll or like something else. <laughs> so like the different sides of boredom and how they can come up. Yeah. And kind of practicing mindfulness in those moments so you can have awareness on, does my ego want me to doom scroll and kind of go into that uh, seeking space? Mm -hmm. Those are powerful moments to be mindful of. Your ego wanting to drag you down because it's seeking something from doom scrolling or whatever it is versus like taking a moment to maybe step more into like creativity and doing something that you want to do. I think that what I was getting as you were starting to say that is more of um, your ego wanting to suppress or numb you so that you don't have to process or regulate your emotions because that it's protecting you from yourself like your ego is protecting you from yourself and it thinks that if I numb or do these things I can protect you from yourself so you don't have to feel anything and you don't have to deal with the discomfort like that's its way of protecting you um again yeah wow I just have to say <laughs> that for a second because that slapped yeah I can keep going <laughs> Well, and it, it, it's the pride and the fear, yeah. right? It's easier to go yeah. into pride and fear yeah. to protect yourself. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about getting upset with myself when I have issues organizing. And it's because I'm prideful and I get upset with myself that mm. I know I'm capable of organizing, but I also am pushing away and not holding space for the executive function issues that I have. Like I'm not holding space for that. And so my pride is winning because it's like, why can't you just be normal and not have an executive functioning issue? Like, why can't you just be better? Why can't you just switch that off? And I wish I could sometimes. And then I get upset with myself because my ego and my pride are like, they're, they're wounded because I'm in this state of paralysis and I can't take a step forward and I know I'm doing it to myself that I'm causing myself a state of paralysis but also my pride is causing me a state of paralysis and my ego is doing that my ego is being defiant (laughs) in those moments than it needs to be and it's already pretty hard with that baseline of executive dysfunction exactly Another thing that's coming up for me, which we've talked about before around paradox with ADHD is the the troubles of high functioning ADHD and how it doesn't come off to other people. Like they don't see the struggles because we're so high functioning. 
and you know yeah hyper intelligence and ADHD is a different kind of struggle high functioning ADHD it's a different kind of struggle because I am intellectual I am capable I'm very capable but at the same time I do have an executive functioning issue and it can sometimes take me longer or I might do steps out of order because I need to do them in my way for me to understand it better and for it to resonate and really be able to process. And it might seem like I'm doing more steps than are needed, but those little small steps and breaking it down into little small steps is what is helpful for me to get the task done. Mm -hmm. So just kind of understanding those two together and that just because I have ADHD doesn't mean I'm late or you know I just don't care like I care (laughs) sometimes I care too much (laughs) and it's because I know I'm so capable and so I care a lot Um, but like those things can coexist and we can't and it's just that's just the bottom line they they can coexist it's just a paradox of what it is (laughs) exactly which is the point that we keep coming to that it doesn't have to be one or the other you know, yeah. you can let both coexist. And the more we do that, the more peace there is for something new, yeah. which maybe yeah. in this scenario, like this example, the something new is a pocket, a new pocket of executive functioning that is unique to you and the yeah. steps that you take. And even though yeah. it's not quote unquote functioning in the way that yeah. other people do it, it's still functional for you. Yes. It just yes. And that's why I think people with ADHD are so creative and they're they can be really great at problem solving because that other piece of executive functioning and having to do different steps or having your own system combined with that intelligence piece allows you to see things from a different perspective and you know, you're thinking about things differently and what can help people and how to bring things together. And, you know, with ADHD, I feel like we can find connections and things that people don't, other people don't notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that pattern. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Like we can find patterns and that's because even though our mind is thinking about a bunch of different thoughts all at once, mm-hmm. we somehow... I just start laugh because as soon as I said that, the first thing that came to my mind was piles, like piles of clothes in my room were like being like, I know where things are. Like to other people, it might be like, you just have stuff everywhere. No, I know where every single thing is. (laughs) Even Even if to you, it might not seem like, it might seem chaotic. No, I know where everything is and I put it in a place for a reason and I know. And so that's just what I think of. I know. (laughs) I know. And I know where my piles are and I know how to pick from different piles to put an outfit together. And same with an idea. I know how to pick from different concepts, different memories, different experiences, interactions to put an idea together that other people might not see because they don't understand the connection, but I can explain it to you and I will show it to you. Right. And the more you continue to follow the trail for yourself and put things together, eventually yeah. people will catch on. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the same thing like we walked, talked about in the other episode with like synchronicity and intuition. Like when moments come up and it's like, this is an important moment. I don't know why yet, but it is. Like there's mm-hmm. something in this lesson. It's the exact same thing. Um, I hate when Levi cleans my piles. 
<laughs> like don't touch my piles right. I have systems of like I will leave certain things out on the counter to remind me to do them yes and yes put them away and yes, that's, yes that's his thing he like pockets yeah. everything away yeah. And I'm like, no, I need it in my sight or I will not see it for months and I will not pay yeah. that bill for months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I I put things away because out of sight, out of mind. Like out of sight, out of mind. But at the same time, if I know I need to take something or drop something off, I need to visually see it so that I can remember or... Right. I will forget. That's the only way. Like things have to be laid out in front of me for me to remember. Yeah. Systems, the systems that we create to mm-hmm. be able to create our own type of functioning. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's why I think even with like closet designs and like I I like having everything hung up, like all of my clothes hung up. I need to see everything Otherwise, I'll forget I have stuff if I can't visually see it. Mm -hmm. Um, So just little things like that with books and materials and, yeah, whatever. It's like just having it out makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. For me, it's like (laughs) – I want to be a minimalist so bad. Right. (laughs) We try. We try. So bad. We try. Oh, gosh. I, like, I have been leaving my yoga mat and my hula hoop by my bed. So mm-hmm. that I like see it in the morning. And that's a little thing that has been helpful for me. Even if I don't do it, it's this little reminder that like, hey, these yeah. are the pockets of time that you have to do the things that are, are good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Another thing that comes up for me with paradox and ADHD is the inattentiveness while trying to engage with people and kind of mirroring what they do to seem engaged and to them everything can seem fine but internally your world is like do 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 all over the place um so yes oh my god I saw I can't help but laugh because that's so true but I saw this post the other day and this guy who with ADHD was talking about how he was like do you want me to give you eye contact and not listen or look away and actually listen and hear what you're saying (laughs) that's like you can't have both like I'm not and I think that is so funny because it I I I I will find myself in my head sometimes doing that like I'll be giving someone eye contact and I'm just thinking about like am I giving too much eye contact like this dialogue just starts happening in my head that I can't hear what they're saying because I'm too busy thinking about how do I look how am I being perceived like what is happening like do I seem engaged am I experiencing the right mannerisms like all of those things because it's also like you're worried about confidence you know you want to give people eye contact to let them know hey I'm actively listening I'm engaging and I'm confident and sometimes I think looking away can be considered timid Mm -hmm. and I'm not timid I'm not a timid person but sometimes I will get lost or get distracted staring at you so I need to look at a blank wall or look at something Uh else so that I can hear and process what you're saying so that's just what that makes me think of when you said that because it's so true there's so much paradox in ADHD there really is literally even the diagnosis attention I know hyperactivity is a paradox (laughs) it really is like you can be all of those things at the same time yes yes and that is the power 
Yes. And I also just think about, you know, the thing we are sensitive beings and we're very empathetic, but at the same time, it can be really hard to read social cues Mm -hmm. and like misunderstand (laughs) social cues. So it's like, I'm very empathetic. I feel everything. And then sometimes it's like, I feel, I feel nothing. What were you saying? Oh, that was, that was a moment for me to, oh, ha ha ha. It's like the both just two sides of my brain, which side is going to work today and process what you're saying. (laughs) Sometimes we win. And then sometimes we sit in shame afterwards when we don't get the social cues. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But I think it's just like understanding oh, that was a social cue. Oh, that was a moment. Oh, oh well. <laughs> it happens. Acceptance. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Acceptance is a big thing. I definitely had to learn that with working. Like sometimes I'll just zone out or be like, and I used to feel bad, like, oh my God, they're going to think I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then just accepting like, I'm sorry, I just couldn't process what you were saying yeah. at that yeah. moment. Can you repeat yourself? Like, yeah. and allowing and feel comfortable saying that like I just need you to say it again and sometimes they'll start saying it and then my brain will like pick up where I left off and be like oh no I did process I just like I heard them I just I wasn't finished processing yet which is why you don't know how to respond but it's like those those two things yes needing people to repeat themselves but getting irritated when people repeat themselves depending on the need yeah yeah it just always makes me laugh (laughs) another like big thing that I would just want to speak to because I feel like this is an intention that we have for the podcast letting two conflicting things be true until we create something new and to me it just reminds me of the state of our world and even like the political climate and all of these things that are going on in our society and these human rights movements and it's like how can we create space for all sides to be heard and create Mm -hmm. something new that is equitable for everyone and I think that's somewhat of our intention and our power as well is to hold paradox for each other to create something new yeah absolutely absolutely I think that and that goes back to just remembering that love and gratitude are needed because when we are in a state of fear, we operate from wanting to conquer other people instead of being empathetic and listening to understand or to problem solve or to find a medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, un- the when there's more unknown, the more control people tend to want in fear of what could happen. And that might not happen, but that fear is driving them and controlling them. And they would rather just the thought is being ahead of the game. So like, you know, let me go take this place. Let me go take that place. Mm -hmm. And I need more and more and more so that I feel safe and so that I can be in control and have power. And that's not always helpful. That's the ego preventing you from what could happen if you stepped back And we're like, I'm in a place of fear, but how can I communicate my fear and share that I am afraid to have a dialogue because this other person is also probably afraid. Mm -hmm. And if we're both afraid and we're both not communicating that we're afraid, we're making assumptions. And that's only going to send us spiraling more because we're not asking each other questions. We're not trying to listen to each other. So 
how can we listen and be there for each other and share with each other and say, I'm afraid just like you're afraid. Yeah. And these are my fears. Our fears might look different, but we both have fear. Mm-hmm. And and when we let go of the fear in this conquer power mindset, it opens up the space for like the collective connection. Mm-hmm. It opens up that space for us to connect to each other. Yeah because of the fear but then like when letting that go opening up space for all of the other love and meaningful things that we can gain from each other um yeah and I think that's just a little bit more of what we need these days yeah yeah and that just like there's no right or wrong way and that is another thing that was created systematically for ego and for control to put us in boxes and to say that there's a right and wrong way. Mm -hmm. And we've been taught for so long to suppress and hide parts of ourselves because they've been labeled as wrong or as incorrect. And if we, we could connect so much more if we all just accepted and shared those pieces of ourselves, like there's, it's so much easier to relate and be like, Oh, I'm not the only one. I'm not alone. And I have other people that, you know, they might not, we might not have the exact same experience, but we understand the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we experience it differently, but the feeling is what connects us. That feeling, that intention, that energy, that's what's connecting us to understand one another. Mm-hmm. And sometimes words can't do that. Like, I feel like I was saying that last time, like the words just, they can't do that. And that's when our intuition and our clairs really come in to allow us to feel or see or hear and experience what the other person's intentions are mm-hmm. without them being without the words. Yeah. Vibes speak louder than words. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's why when you can tell someone's vibe right away. <laughs> at least I can I'm just like "Mm." (laughs) like, (laughs) my ADHD sometimes gets in the way of my intuition like sometimes my brain steps in so fast that I'm like wait wait what was my first response what was my intuitive response it's really hard to tell sometimes that is very true that's just another paradox of it all (laughs) right mindfulness is so much work But it really is the key in unlocking some of this stuff, you know, and having a little bit more of a say. Yes. And that is just being, yeah, it is very key. And with ADHD, it's very helpful to be grounded and present, but also aware that sometimes I'm not grounded and present for a moment. And just even acknowledging like, oh, my logic stepped in. But at that time, it is what it is. Like, there's not much, there's no, it happened. And if I reflect moments later and I'm like, ooh, I got a weird vibe or, you know, that's why there's moments of reflection. That's so important. Um, because I. the other thing too is even if your logical mind responds first, your intuition is still going to hold on to that feeling and that feeling will come up again later mm. when you're ready to process it. And it will lead you to okay it was that interaction that exchange the way that was said like that's why I'm getting this feeling and understand what you might not have in that moment right yeah a big takeaway that I'm hearing from all of this 
to just draw all of the connections together is holding space for paradox means acceptance, empathy, and communication. And creating something new through paradox means acceptance, empathy, communication. And freedom. I think creating something new through paradox allows freedom. It allows joy and gratitude as well. Right. As well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need those other things. You need the communication. You need all of those that. Are the steps to yes to the freedom of something new. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's one of those things we might need to write down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> absolutely the power of paradox the power of paradox man it's just yeah there's so much in this world but it's also necessary and that's why we all have differences is to bring new perspectives yeah I'm just like sitting with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) my heart is just I don't even I can't explain it (laughs) yeah there's something going on It's definitely going to shift the rest of my day too. just observing as I observe the rest of my day and observe interactions and observe other people interacting. It's just going to be more mindful to think about and something I come back to and realizing that I get to decide how I respond to situations. Right. And that's the, that's all I can really get to do. I get to decide. Yeah. I love that. And it reminds me, bringing it back to the star card, how we got it in reverse, mm-hmm. and it kind of is indicating the paradox, the paradox of, you know, it could be hopelessness and despair or inspiration and joy. Yeah. And I, yeah. we have the choice in yeah, how we, we want to handle paradox, how we want to respond to paradox. Yeah, yeah exactly I think that's a great point you can't have one without the other like I said and once we decide how we want to respond we have the power to flip it from hopeless to hope and that's really all you can do and understanding that hopelessness where it comes from the root of the hopelessness I think back to the shadow work of just understanding so that you can create a new type of hope. And sometimes I think those emotions too of hopelessness, despair are given to let us know we're not on the path that we should be on. They're not necessarily time to reflect. Yeah, exactly. If I'm feeling there's something missing. missing. Exactly. Or I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready for this thing. Yeah. 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 I'm ready to shift into something greater. And how can I acknowledge these emotions and shift into something more that's going to allow me to transform Mm -hmm. and we have to hold space for those emotions again to to vibe higher into the sparkly love and all of these good things you know yeah And I guess even just if you are in those states of the lower vibration, bringing it back to boredom, that might be easier Mm. than trying to fully get yourself all the way back up. Like just start by getting yourself back to boredom and give yourself some time off or whatever that means, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that boredom is that that's the decision state. And so Mm. allow yourself to spend some time there in boredom and stillness 
and sit with that, do what you need to do, allow yourself to do it. Mm -hmm. So again, with the shadow work, it brings me back to this affirmation card. And I just want to read it again because it's so powerful. I witness the darkness and call on the light with my prayer. Thank you, universe, for guiding me to perceive this fear through the eyes of the teacher of love. And it just fits so perfect because we can shift the fear around hopelessness and despair Mm -hmm. into something else if we look at it through love, self-love, love love for others, acceptance, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's exactly – yeah, I really like that card. I really like that card. Like, it's the lens that's the biggest – influences just take that lens off and And put the lens of love on yeah yeah, and just allow yourself to shift and actively choosing to shift and to come from a place of love is the biggest thing even for yourself and especially for others so yeah yeah I know I said even for yourself like especially for yourself like that's where it starts yeah (laughs) especially for yourself love yourself so do you have any affirmations to add on to close Um, us out I honestly the only thing that's coming to my mind is I get to decide Mm. when I have those moments of fear paralysis or anxiety I get to decide what steps I take next I get to decide how I execute I get to decide if I rest like I get to decide yeah and feeling the power of my decision yeah I love that yeah I would just echo what we said earlier when I experience paradox I practice acceptance communicate to my support system and choose Mm -hmm. my highest route or something along those lines you know yeah and just reading off of that I just want to also say I choose boredom (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love that yeah we're breaking like capitalistic norms over here yeah exactly I choose boredom and I choose boredom because it's the most even state that allows me to then decide (laughs) like it frees it clears the fog so that I can decide exactly exactly so I'm gonna choose boredom every time yeah okay well I think we're gonna close out for today Yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining us as always. If there's any paradox that you think of, hit us a DM or on Instagram, email us, whatever. We'd love to hear your feedback. Have a magical day. spiritually divergent if this conversation resonated with you please share it with your friends and your community and be sure to leave us a review wherever you're listening if you want to follow us on instagram we're at spiritually divergent 
If you have a topic you want to hear more about or any suggested guests for us, send us an email at spirituallydivergent at gmail.com and we will include all of that information in the show notes as well. We'd love to hear from you as we begin building this community. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna be honest. My mind zoned out for a second. <laughs> my brain just was like, "I heard you, but I didn't process <laughs> anything that you said." Could you say it again one more time, just really quick? <laughs> Yay!